five o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. All right, welcome in everybody. It's great to have you with us here on this uh, Monday edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. Crazy week ahead. What a weekend. Huge sports weekend and a huge sports month ahead uh, as well. And we'll get to as much of it as uh, we can. Uh, it's great to have you with us. We start a, uh, a new era or error maybe. Who knows? A new era today in uh, the Patrick Johnson show. As uh, many have asked, mainly my, my mother, have asked, why don't we have you on the video? And now... We are. Uh, we are on, uh, was it Optimum, Ca- Optimum Cable in Cookie's hometown of Williamston, uh, Little Washington, and here in Greenville on Cable 7. And we, you know what they say, when you make it on Cable 7, by golly, you can make it anywhere. Uh, we also are on, uh, what else are we on, Clark? Clark Willis, this oh, is the other great on, edition. Uh, uh, what are we on, Clark? What else are we on? YouTube, and we're going to be streaming on Twitter, I think. Someday okay. in the future, when we graduate from YouTube. So we're on Facebook and YouTube. Facebook and YouTube. 94.3 The Games. And here's what else you could do. What can I do for you? You can't do anything <laughs> for you. Just keep the keep the, keep the the ship between the navigational beacons today is what you can do. I don't know what you, what you meant do. by that, but yes. I'll go with it. Yes. Uh, you could go to the brand new IBX Media app, and uh, you can now watch video of the show. Uh, yeah. You can also listen to it live and that sort of thing. So uh, Clark Willis is a new addition to the sports team. With uh, He'll be doing a lot of stuff on our show, I hope. Yeah, that's right. Straight out of the box. I yes. Smell it. Yes. And then we've got the one and only. He's still here with us. He's my guy. We mentioned him. Woo! Chris Cook, who who's dressed up, I might add, today. Chris told me he's dressed up because he's going to be on television later. I don't consider this trip. I don't consider this dressing up one bit. Well, yeah, compared to your normal ensemble and compared you. to what the other guys are in there are wearing, we've got a whole staff in there today for the video. <laughs> this is a huge production. Remember, it's Cookie, I said, this isn't TV. I'm Mr. TV. Hey, I know what it is. It's TV to me. Oh, this it's is TV to me, If man. it takes this many people to put this on video, it's TV because we've got about 18 people back there and about half of them are, are just not doing anything. So that's, that's TV for you. That's TV behind the scenes. All right. Uh, what a weekend. Uh, we're going to get a little bit of uh, some thoughts here from uh, uh, various Pirate baseball players, ECU, uh, with uh, just a strange, strange series with uh, East Carolina uh, in Tulane. They started on Friday, and on Friday they moved the game because of all the rain yesterday and the hurricane that came through. Uh, and uh, they moved that game up to a doubleheader on Saturday. And uh, then the game, we had lightning in Greenville on Friday night, and that resulted in uh, that resulted in the uh, game being stopped and then postponed and then moved over, uh, and they completed it on uh, Saturday afternoon at 2.30 and then played two nine-inning games after that for a doubleheader. So we're going to talk to Cliff Godwin. We'll go inside the ECU clubhouse with Coach Godwin as we do. Every uh, 
uh, every uh, Monday uh, during the baseball season on the Patrick Johnson Show. We'll hear from uh, Pirate players. Uh, we also have for you, Cookie, get this uh, graphic, or Clark, get this graphic ready. Uh, we have the NFL draft, of course, this uh, weekend. Uh, no Pirate players went drafted, but ECU had uh, players. Okay, that's the Isaiah Winstead thing. Well, we'll start there. Isaiah Winstead, uh, pirate receiver, uh, did not get uh, drafted, did not, has not signed yet with a, a team as an uh, undrafted free agent. And uh, he took to Twitter uh, almost 24 hours ago and uh, tweeted the following. You see it if you're with us on the video platforms on the screen there. 64210 moving like this. No mini camp invite or UDFA deal behind the scenes on what I can do. With 88 catches and 1,100 yards this past season, God makes no mistakes. Thank you in advance. So he's put the video up. We'll, we'll air some of that for you on the uh, screen right now as well. But it has gotten uh, over 2,800 retweets and has gotten uh, uh, close to 14,000 likes. And you've got people on there saying, uh, hey, you know, NFL team here, NFL there, team there, give this guy a chance. He's And then he's got the video up. Do we have the video, Cookie? We can see that. Throw that up uh, on there uh, where you could see the uh, highlights uh, from the video and the tweet that has uh, since gone viral for Isaiah Winstead. And look, I hope it works out. He's a big target. Uh, didn't run the greatest 40 time. But uh, Isaiah Winstead uh, was a productive receiver and a steady receiver for the Pirates this year. And you would think maybe he would at least get invited into a camp to kind of show what he can do. But uh, he's tweeted that video, a highlight video uh, out there. And uh, look, there's other opportunities to play professional football to eventually get to the NFL. But maybe this will get him a chance to get into a uh, camp. All right, let's put up on the screen now the uh, players that got uh, signed uh, to uh, deals uh, that were the uh, Pirates. Uh, undrafted free uh, agent deals, of course, uh, the the big one, and perhaps a little shocking that he didn't get uh, drafted was Keaton Mitchell. He uh, almost took to Twitter as soon as the draft ended immediately, announcing he was going to be with the uh, Baltimore uh, Ravens signing with them. So Keaton Mitchell will try to catch on in Baltimore, and of course they signed Lamar Johnson, uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, to that uh, deal. Uh, on the uh, eve of the NFL uh, draft. Uh, in Seattle, it'll be the Conley connection again as Holt Nailers and C.J. Johnson will be part of the uh, uh, undrafted uh, free agents that signed with the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. I, I think this is a good uh, spot for Holt Nailers uh, because they didn't draft a quarterback, uh, and they do like having a new quarterback in the mix every year. Uh, they've got Geno Smith there. Who else do they have there, Cookie? Do you know? Uh, I read it uh, the other day, but uh, Geno Smith is one of them. Is it Purdy that is there also? They, they've got a couple of quarterbacks. Uh, in Seattle? Yeah. Uh, no, Purdy's in San Francisco. Okay. I'm actually not sure who the backup is. Google that for that. me. I got you. Yeah, but it's Geno Smith and it's somebody else. I can't uh, – not Purdy. I can't believe I said that. It's somebody who – anyway – Ehlers may have a chance to kind of catch on there as uh, the third or fourth quarterback on the uh, roster. We will see. Uh, then you had Noah Henderson, uh, Pirate offensive lineman, signing with uh, the Buffalo Bills, and then Ryan Jones, uh, the uh, athletic tight end, signing with the uh, the uh, New York Giants. Drew Locke is who I was thinking. I don't know where I said Purdy, but you're right, Drew Locke. So there's already a couple of quarterbacks there in Seattle. We'll see. Uh, if Holt Nailers can catch on. But uh, obviously, I think it bodes well for both guys 
who have grown up playing together to uh, be there together, and we'll we'll see how all of that uh, uh, plays out. As for the uh, Carolina Panthers, of course, they had the uh, top uh, pick, as we know. We talked about that on uh, uh, Philip talked about it on Friday, didn't he, Cookie? Uh, by the way, congrats, uh, thanks to uh, Philip the Ref Pilkington. He uh, did a great job filling in. And I'll, I'll tell you who, who did a great job, too, is our guy Joey Football. Uh, Joe Sampson uh, did a great job on uh, Friday uh, leading into Pirate Baseball coverage. But uh, Panthers, with their draft, some observations uh, from the uh, picks that they uh, made. Uh, obviously, uh, they went all in on uh, Bryce Young. Uh, there seems to be, when you watch Bryce Young on tape, everything that uh, the measurables, you know, aren't, uh, he is. If he were 6'2 or 6'3 or even 6'1, he'd, he'd be a slam dunk. But they've gone all in on uh, Bryce Young, uh, and that is, for the most part, received overwhelming, overwhelmingly positive reviews. One thing you could say about Ole Miss, they put out receivers that come out in the second round and usually do well in the NFL. Let's see if that is the case for Jonathan Mingo, an impressive athlete, big hands as a guy that can separate himself from uh, uh, the defenders and the football and separate the, def- the football from them. Uh, Panthers uh, also picking up uh, the offensive lineman out of the uh, out of NC State, Chandler uh, Zavala, uh, their uh, 114th overall pick in the draft. Uh, look, we noted it before. Panthers needed some help along the uh, offensive line. They needed to bolster that up a little. That's been a problem area uh, for them. And uh, I, you know, the idea I think is the Panthers are expecting to compete. And uh, these picks, while they'll be young in some key areas, would lead you to believe that that is uh, that is going to be uh, the case. All right, uh, we've got ECU baseball on the mind. We're going to talk about that. Oh, there's one other thing that came out uh, right before we went on the air uh, today, and this is just a crazy story. We've got it on Twitter at 943 The Game on Twitter and uh, on our Facebook page where many of you are watching us uh, right now. But um, the NIL has come to high school sports in North Carolina, believe it or not. Uh, it was decided today that uh, the uh, high school athletes in the state of North Carolina uh, will be able to, uh, well, well, they're considering it. But this this seems like it's fait accompli. Uh, the uh, North Carolina High School Athletic Association Board will consider a policy allowing high school athletes to profit off of NIL. Uh, the uh, board will consider its this proposal during its meeting this week. It would open the door for high school athletes in the state to participate in NIL activities beginning July 1st of this year. Approval of NIL policy is on the agenda for the board meeting, which starts on Tuesday and wraps up Wednesday. The proposal will go before the policy committee on Tuesday for discussion. Voting is expected to take place Wednesday. Both sessions uh, are going to be live streamed, I think, on High School OT's website. If the policy passes, the NCHSAA would also need to update its amateur rule to specify money can be made by high school athletes under the guidelines of the NIL policy. Uh, we got word that this was coming. We posted the article uh, on uh, 94.3 The Game's uh, social media pages. And uh, look, as problematic as NIL has been in some people's minds, and, and, and frankly, as it has been uh, collegiately, uh, you talk about the wild, wild west. Uh, I, I, 
I just think this is a going to high school. I mean, Cookie, you could have gotten an NIL deal in high school if you under these rules. I don't know what you'd have gotten. Maybe some uh, some sausage dogs or something. I would have got the legend discount. The legend discount. Yeah, oh, you yeah. might have gotten. But I mean, that that just is that's so crazy to me that it's uh, trick matriculated and, and uh, trickled down to the high school ranks. And this is going to happen. I mean, this wouldn't be reported, especially by a high school OT, if it was not going to happen. So uh, that's where we're headed. And I've had some others tell me this is this is the direction we're going in. All right, uh, we're going to get a break. We'll come back. Uh, Cookie, we got a pirate report. We'll do that next. Yes, sir. All right, pirate report. Uh, Patrick Johnson show on a Monday. Uh, later on, uh, an update from Cookie. And we'll also go inside the ECU clubhouse with pirate coach Cliff Godwin. All of that coming up on the PJ Show. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Number 12, ECU gets the series win over Tulane uh, this weekend. And uh, we had all the action for you here on the ECU Sports Network in 94.3 The Game uh, on air and online and uh, our new app, which, uh, by the way, you can stream the video from this and other programs today as well. One thing I didn't do, I didn't congratulate uh, our guy, Stephen Igo, he had Coach Mike Houston in today on the uh, Hoist the Colors radio program, which you can hear at noon uh, every uh, weekday afternoon now. So that's uh, exciting. Hoist the Colors, part of the IBX media family. And every day at noon, Hoist the Colors radio with uh, 247 Sports Stephen Igo, the one-hour program. Uh, heard daily right here on 94.3 The Game Middays uh, starting today and uh, every weekday. Uh, join Stephen, and uh, he'll be uh, joined tomorrow by Cliff Godwin. We'll hear from Coach Godwin on this show coming up in just a little bit. Uh, hoist the colors uh, right here on 94.3 The Game and also the brand-new IBX media app where you can uh, listen or watch uh, the programming now. Uh, we've got video up on our brand-new uh, app. All right, uh, Pirates, as I mentioned, with the uh, series win. A uh, real weird series. They win the walk-off on the game that was resumed from Friday night. 11-10, and then they get shut out in the second game, 8 to nothing. Come back in the uh, third game in a really uh, exciting game and win 8-6 to six late on uh, Saturday. Cookie, were you were you producing or would you, were, you, were you in the clear at that juncture? Of the I was weekend? producing uh, all day Saturday, oh. except, for the night, except for the night one. I can't take credit for that one. That was Dom, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, okay. that was Dom. That was Dom. All right. But uh, kind of some exciting uh, – that's what it was. Cookie needed to leave the studio for the Pirates to win the game in, uh, in an exciting way. All right. Uh, so we got our Pirate Report. We'll hear from some of the ECU players. Uh, big uh, week last week for Jacob Starling for ECU, and he talked about uh, a great stop that he made on Friday night in the game, a diving stop up the middle on a uh, ball off the bat of a two-lane hitter. I remember we were shifted up the middle and Beal was pitching – and Bill's just done a great job every time he's been out. You can see he closed the game out tonight. Uh, I got a weak, weak swing contact. Um, I saw it up the middle, and luckily we're in the shift and laid out and caught it. I remember we were shifted up the middle, and Bill was. And uh, this is Jacob Starling on what has been working well for him at the plate. Yeah, I just stick with my approach, not letting one bat at bat flip my whole approach, and just trusting, trusting my process and what I've worked on, and it's been working out. 
and then uh, on the team's vision moving forward. Yeah, there's a lot of season left. I think the big thing for us is just taking it one day at a time and not looking too far ahead and just winning the day and doing the best best we can to win each game. And uh, Jacob Sterling, on, uh, when asked where he thinks the ceiling is the for this is Pirate team. I mean, we've shown that we can be one of the best teams in the, in the country, both um, offensively and defensively, so she got to stick to us on our plan. Did he drop a roof as the ceiling there, Cookie? I think I was talking over that. Can we can we go back and hear the beginning of that again? Did he go full MJ? The roof is the ceiling. I mean, he we've did. shown that we can be one of the best wow. teams in the, in the country, both um, offensively right. and defensively. The roof is the ceiling. you got to clip that, Cookie. We'll use that at some point. The roof is the ceiling. He, he went full MJ. He went full MJ, did uh, Jacob Starling. All right, uh, big weekend for Lane Hoover. Uh, he talked about the home run that he uh, robbed and uh, what a catch this was. It was a Sports Center top 10 play. Hit it. That ball stayed in there for a while. And, um, you know, I was just trying to make a really good play and a really good defensive play to really get some uh, momentum back on our side. And unfortunately, that, unfortunately, unfortunately, that didn't really happen. But um, it, it was pretty cool. He talked about taking pride in his base running. Before the game, we know the outfitters' arms and, you know, how they are. Um, so, you know, we really take pride in our base running. Um, we do it really every day and um, get good jumps, you know, in practice as well. Uh, more on our Pirate Report. Lane Hoover uh, talking about uh, not being able to worry about the past. If the Pirates want to be successful, they got to look ahead. I'm not really worried about what's happened in the past and um, just take take one step forward at a time and, um, focus on the next day and um, I believe we'll be good and we're still in good shape and uh, I believe we're going to get the job done. And uh, we now have uh, Josh Moylan. Uh, Moylan uh, hit a home run in uh, game two. He uh, broke out of his uh, slump for the Pirates and uh, says it's always great when you can win a series. I mean, it kind of feels like my, my freshman year when we were doing the doubleheaders and four games a weekend, but no, it was great. I mean, anytime you can take a series on the same day, it's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, we came out, played really well at the end of the first game and we resumed it, and then obviously the second game didn't go how we wanted, but nobody was really down after that. We came back out and played a great game in the last one. And the uh, Pirates had a big inning, uh, six-run frame in that uh, third game of uh, the uh, series. And Josh Moylan says that is uh, always a big momentum swing for the Pirates at home. It's a huge momentum shift, you know, if we're struggling and guys put up big swings and the next guy just keeps doing the same thing. I mean, it just rolls up and down the lineup. I mean, um, I, I hit mine and then right after me, JC hits one. So it's, I mean, momentum shifting in our favor and we're just, we're just keeping it rolling in the box. The key to big innings is following the plan of the approach, so says Josh Moylan. You know, continue to follow the approach Coach gives us. I mean, we have a pretty detailed plan. I don't know how many teams in the country are doing that. It's every guy out of the bullpen, and we're following that to the T, and if we're getting the pitches that it says on the sheet, odds are we're hitting pretty well. So just following the plan that we had tonight, and the guys are putting up their bets. All right, that is today's Pirate Report. I was remiss in mentioning uh, someone had uh, messaged me before the uh, show. Uh, about Miles Berry and Xavier Smith. Uh, I had not seen anything today. I did check with Stephen Igo from uh, 247 and Hoist the Colors, and uh, as of uh, 30 minutes ago, nobody had, uh, neither one of those guys had uh, signed anything uh, or been invited to a camp. They still may, but uh, those were a couple other, the uh, Pirate players. But I hope it all does work out for Isaiah Winstead. We've got Pirate baseball coming your way uh, to on Wednesday. Uh, we'll be... Uh, 
preempted that day because of baseball. It will be on the air at 445 with the uh, coverage of ECU and UNC, University of North Carolina. Uh, in uh, town, they'll resume uh, and complete their season uh, series between the two. Pirates are 2-0 and against the Tar Heels this year. So, uh, look, North Carolina has Campbell tomorrow night uh, in Chapel Hill, and the boys from Bowie's Creek have uh, been really, really good. So uh, we will see what uh, kind of Tar Heel team comes in and uh, what the, the result they will have. They did take two of three on the road at Virginia Tech this uh, past weekend. All right, uh, let's uh, – Cookie, is there anything else? Uh, let's, let's, we, we were, I felt a little rushed at the beginning because I knew we had to get a lot in and we got to get to Coach Godwin. we got a couple minutes here. Uh, Cookie, anything uh, with your Packers that you wanted to mention out of the NFL uh, draft? Um, I'm sad they didn't get Holton Aylers. Uh, okay. I, I do like the first round, uh, Van Ness. I wish they went receiver, that guy from Ohio State, Jackson Smith. But I'm not mad at it, and they did go pass catcher in rounds two through five, I believe. So that's three new guys. And you know what? I'll take that. Okay. Even though they didn't get him in the first round, I'll take that. Now, you're going to hear the name Clark Willis a lot on this show coming up. Of course, of course. And I'm a little concerned about that. But, he said, uh, what's a Clark Willis? And Clark is a Cleveland sports fan because he's a Cleveland native. So well, Browns, baby. What did the Browns do? in Because I'm not going to lie to you, Clark. I don't know what the Browns did in the draft. And I'm guessing you probably don't either. I'll tell you what they did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, Cookie. Come on. We're, we're on a video oh, platform no. now. And you're, oh, uh, he did me wrong. He did you wrong there. <laughs> Uh, Clark, uh, I think on Thursday we're going to do a little Hold My Beer. So Clark will be uh, premiering uh, quite possibly in that juncture on, on the video platform uh, at that point. You play Hold My Beer with this guy? We do, yes, yeah, with Cookie. Wow. Yes. I thought maybe it'd be a juice box. but Yeah, no, no. Cookies, cookies, hold My Juice Box. Cookies of age. We do have a few Hold My Soda guys on the uh, staff, but, uh, but Cookie's not one of them. Cookie's... Uh, Cookie might be holding a couple beers on a given evening. You never know. I can see that. But, you know, I'll say this. Cookie was working late into the night on on Saturday. He might have left here. With some beers? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it might have been a working, might have been a little uh, a little bit of a working happy hour for Cookie on well, a Saturday night. Good for Cookie. Good for Cookie. Good for Cookie. All right. So, uh, yeah, tomorrow we're going to have Coach O on the program. Uh, Gary Overton, Dr. Gary Overton will be with us. We'll talk uh, pirate baseball. Uh, so, Coach Ho on the show tomorrow. Uh, no program Wednesday because of uh, ECU baseball. Uh, we'll be back Thursday, and uh, we'll have a lot of fun and frivolity on that day. And then uh, right now, no show is scheduled for Friday because, again, of Pirate Baseball, they'll be opening a three-game series on the road at uh, Cincinnati, and that'll be at 5 o'clock. A break, and when we come back, Cookie will give us a 94-3 The Game Sports update, and then we'll go right into our uh, Inside the ECU Clubhouse conversation with Coach Cliff Godwin here on 94-3 The Game and the brand-new IBX Media app. Online or on the go. Love it. Log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com. To listen to our top rated programs throughout the day, you need to tell your smart speaker to stream 943 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any. What's happening? I'll tell you what's happening. Log on to our new website, 943thegame.com, for PJ Show podcasts and the latest news on the Pirates. This is happening. Now, back to Patrick Johnson on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 943 The Game. This is Chris Cook here with your 94.3 The Game Sports Update, brought to you by the new IBX Media app. Now available for free in the App Store and on Google Play. 
On a rare day that saw three games between number 12 East Carolina and Tulane decided Lewis Field inside Clark LeClaire Stadium, the Pirates rallied for an 11-10 victory in the series opener that was suspended from Friday but completed Saturday before splitting a doubleheader to win their third American Athletic Conference set of the season. The Green Wave took an 8-0 victory in Saturday's first full game before ECU responded with an 8-6 win in the nightcap. Pirates head coach Cliff Godwin on the marathon day of baseball. You know, it hasn't been easy for us the past few games. I, I don't know if I've ever been as proud of this group as I am right now. Um, the way they came out here, and I told them, I was like, the, the unique thing about baseball, man, is there's no clock. And the way they won the first game, and then the game challenges, you know, like it uh, Groves didn't have his best stuff, and we couldn't hit, and, uh, you know, it's 8 nothing, And then you get behind in the first game, I thought, or the second game, or third game of today, uh, and Root's just outstanding, but we're down 2-1, to one, and Noak ties it up, and then the guys just kept going, and we put up that sixth spot. I thought Jake Hunter was tremendous, and then Danny Bill closing it out. The Pirates make up their third game with the Tar Heels on Wednesday at 5 in Greenville. Five East Carolina football alumni have already signed free agent contracts after the end of the NFL draft. There's a chance some others could be announcing the good news soon, too. Former ECU quarterback Colt Naylor's and wide receiver C.J. Johnson have signed free agent contracts with the Seattle Seahawks. The two D.H. Colony High School stars will have the chance to be on the field together again with the opportunity to win a job on the Seahawks for the upcoming NFL season. Former Pirate running back Keaton Mitchell also announced on Twitter that he had his chances of an NFL career still alive after he signed a free agent deal with the Baltimore Ravens. The fourth member of the 2022 ECU football team to announce a free agent deal is tight end Ryan Jones who is signed with the New York Giants. Offensive lineman Noah Henderson was the next to find out he would get a chance with the NFL as he signed a free agent deal with the Buffalo Bills. The Carolina Panthers have added a handful of new players to their roster following the 2023 NFL Draft. Carolina kicked off the draft by selecting Alabama quarterback Bryce Young first overall on Thursday night. On Friday, the Panthers took Ole Miss wide receiver Jonathan Mingo and Oregon outside linebacker DJ Johnson. The team wrapped up the weekend by choosing NC State guard Chandler Zavila in the fourth round and Florida State. Safety Jamie Robinson in the fifth. The team also agreed to contracts with 13 undrafted free agents. And finally, the Denver Broncos have picked up wide receiver Jerry Judy's fifth-year option. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. The Sports Update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an IL initiative directly supporting Pirate student-athletes. For info on how to donate, please visit teamboneyard.org. And now let's send it inside the ECU Clubhouse with Cliff Godwin. Pirate baseball and this weekend... Quite a uh, Saturday. Three games finished up in Clark LeClaire Stadium. Two of them from start to finish. Marathon day, but the Pirates uh, come out with a series victory over a really uh, uh, scrappy two-lane team. And uh, Coach Cliff Godwin joins us uh, here. Coach, uh, congratulations to you and the team on the uh, series win. And uh, what a lot of guts your guys uh, showed on on a uh, trying and lengthy day Saturday. Yeah, and none of us have ever been a part of, you know, playing three games or finishing one game and then playing a doubleheader. Uh, I didn't even know it was possible. So we had to figure out all that ruling on uh, Friday night before we made a decision because there's just so many lightning strikes in the air. I think it was like 1,800 at one point in time, yeah. and it was going to be 11 or 11.30 before we uh, could, you know, even possibly start. So uh, 
the, the thing, the message to the team before, you know, we finished game one was the unique thing about our sport is there, there's no clock. So uh, they have to get us out, you know, and I think at that time we had nine outs left and uh, Tony again did a, a great job of getting us out of that first uh, inning that we had to with second, third, no outs and give up a run. Um, and then, you know, gave up a home run, but we were only down four and we put up two in the eighth and then we're able to, you know, finish it off in the ninth. And I thought our guys showed a lot of fight in that game um, specifically, but also the entire day. You know, what was uh, in that game that uh, finished up and it started Friday and, and uh, concluded Saturday afternoon was uh, Starling and then Jacob Jenkins cowered uh, with, with three hits each. And we'll, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, uh, those guys. But, but it was Lane Hoover. Uh, who you described as the heartbeat of the team many times. He he sparked the rally in the eighth and then obviously uh, came up big late. So, I mean, Lane, Lane Hoover uh, is is really the engine that kind of drives this team right now. Uh, he's definitely a big piece to it. He always has been. Uh, I, I was a little surprised. I didn't know that was his first walk-off hit. So I figured that he had had a walk-off hit at some point in time since he's been here five years and how good of a player he has been, but just a great moment. Um, couldn't happen to a better person. And of course, uh, our guys, uh, love the way he plays and the energy he brings to our team. He made a, a catch too that got in the sports center. Top 10 should have been top three, but it, it was anyway, top 10 is <laughs> pretty good. What a catch that way. He's done that a couple times this year. And, uh, that was a heck of a catch he made in left center. It was a heck of a catch. I mean, you know, his middle of his back's over the fence, and you know, it's like a back bend for him to catch it, and um, really comes out of nowhere and just, you know, is fearless. And um, it was a hell of a play. It was awesome. Um, and um, you know, those guys in the outfield do that at practice. Um, they're, they're running the wall to practice, so it's not like it necessarily surprises the coaches because we see it in practice. But in that moment, in, in a game, it, it was unbelievable um the way he went over the fence and called that baseball you know in the uh second game obviously uh Tulane got a really fantastic performance from Ricky Castro they kind of needed it uh you know for for their bullpen's sake uh but he pitched really really well uh Groves uh maybe wasn't his sharpest but uh you know the, just uh one of those days that uh the opposing pitcher did a really fine job and when he pitched a complete game so he was on top of his game on uh in game two there. Uh, so just coach your thoughts out of that second game, the first full game of the day and what you talked to the guys about there going into the third game. Yeah, their, their guy did an unbelievable job. I'm sure he'll be pitcher of the week, uh, in the conference. We got him the AAC pitcher of the week, I'm sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. um, yeah, he did a really good job. He got to tip his cap. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's hard, you know, he was pitching the contact and once we got down five, nothing, it's not like you can, bunt, hit and run, steal bases, you know, the risk is a lot greater than the reward. So it makes it a little bit tougher. Um, but uh, I thought our guys, the, the best thing was that our guys bounced back in game three. And it wasn't easy. I mean, Root was tremendous in game three. Um, you know, it's a 1-1 game. Then we go down 2-1 to one, um, and then, you know, put up a big six spot in whatever inning that was. But a lot of fight by our guys. And uh, you know, I said it in the post uh, post game of, of the three game marathon, but you know, 
I think it's either four or five games we've been down three runs or more and have fought back. And, and there's not many teams in the country that have done that. And that's just the toughness in the fight that our guys show. And in a marathon day like that, it would have been very easy after being shut out to just, you know, kind of roll the balls out. But, you know, when I walked into the team room, there was guys talking, hey, turn the page, that we got to win this game. And uh, there's nothing we can do about the last game. So, just about being in the present moment, being where your feet are. We talk about it all the time. you got to have a short memory, good or bad. And I thought our guys were awesome at that on uh, Saturday. Coach Cliff Godwin is uh, with us here as we talk uh, Pirate Baseball and uh, East Carolina with uh, a series win against Tulane this weekend at home. Uh, Coach, with, uh, with your group, uh, a lot of singles, uh, particularly in uh, that third game before you know they they got their home run hit in the uh, in the series in the uh, in the game on Saturday night. Uh, with the approach, I mean, was that a taking what they were giving you and your guys kind of chipped away? That that's kind of what it was. You know, just just watching it. it seemed like East Carolina sort of taking what the pitching was giving them from Tulane, but also uh, just hanging in there in the battle and chipping away and just being scrappy at the plate. Well, it is definitely taking what the team gives us. And, you know, fortunately, we're able to steal some bases in that beginning as yeah. well. And that's what the other team's given us as well. We always talk about running to be safe. And Coach Palumbo does a great job with our base dealers with knowing their times. There's still times and what the pitcher is to the plate and what the catcher is to second base on average. So um, they're very calculated risks when we do steal bases. Um, and we were able to do that as well. So I just think, you know, for us, we're always talking about putting pressure on the opposing team, and I thought we did a really good job of that. Coach Zach Root gave you a really fantastic start uh, in the third game and probably deserved a little better fate, but he was really, really uh, seemed to have everything working from from his arsenal. Uh, what, what made him so effective Saturday, and what's made him so good as the season's gone on? Um, I, I think the bigger the moment, the better he is, um, for sure, and you know, I just grabbed him like in the seventh inning because we hadn't announced a starter and the kids didn't even know who we were going to start in game three. And I said, hey, go go eat some food and you're starting game three and, and don't worry about how long you can go. Just go out and close out the first inning and that's all you got. We'll go to the bullpen. And um, I think it kind of frees pitchers up when they're starting not to worry about the length that they have to go, especially when he's you know coming off a, a midweek start on a very limited pitch count. Um, I think it frees him up and I thought, probably the best he's been all year um, in a start because he went the longest he's been. and His fastball command was, was good, and I thought he had some life on his fastball, and his changeup was good. And he also was able to throw a few sliders um, in there as well, which is a pitch that's really coming for him. So um, he, he's got a chance to be, be really good and uh, just needs to keep working hard and uh, you know staying hungry, which he will. Coach, tell us a little bit about uh, Jake Hunter's performance from your eyes uh, in, in that game. He goes three and two-thirds, strikes out uh, five. He did give up uh, some runs, but, I mean, it, it seemed like he was really, when he needed to be a bulldog in those late innings, he was. Yeah, I gave him the shirt. I mean, you know, we, we obviously were good offensively, uh, especially from the sixth inning on or whatever it was. But, you know, they were hot offensively, and you had to have somebody stand out there and, and manage it. And I thought he was unbelievable, um, to be quite honest with you, because they did get some runs on him, and we ran him back out there, and he was good. Um, and he was running out of gas, and, and I knew that, and AK knew that. But, 
uh, we felt like that was the best option to run him back out there for the ninth. And then Danny Bill was able to close it out the last batter. Um, but he was tremendous. And it's not easy to stand out there when a team's hot offensively and navigate their lineup. And, and he did a great job of that. Coach, tell us a little more about Jake Hunter and, and how he uh, came to be a pirate and just kind of the young man he is. Uh, Jake, uh, actually, his, his mom um, came to East Carolina, so uh, he played for the South Charlotte Panthers, and we saw him pitch. And, um, you know, our, our pr- pretty much our entire coaching staff liked him, and I saw him pitch at Lake Point down in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, we offered him um, over the phone, and uh, he accepted. And, um, it was kind of like that. So he's he's probably grown up a pirate, which is a good thing. That's always good to have. And doesn't always work out that way. But, uh, you know, he's continued to work hard, man. He's so much better this year than he was last year. And he uh, has done a great job developing his body. He had never really lifted weights a whole lot before he got here. Mm-hmm. Coach Wilson has done a great job with him. He stayed back here this summer. His body moves better, which helps him on the mound. Um, his arsenal of pitches are better with his all-speed stuff. And, and Coach Knight and him have really honed in on that. So, And he's competitive. He's a competitive dude. And at la- last year, times couldn't see it because things didn't necessarily go his way. It's tough, you know, as a freshman, as you guys know, to go out there and be successful all the time. But you can really see that um, the adrenaline gets going at times, especially when he comes out of the bullpen and he's got really good stuff. Coach, it was nice to see Danny Bill, who you referenced, uh, bounce back too. A four-pitch save for him. Uh, he had uh, pitched a lot for you over the uh, last uh, uh, 10 days or so, but uh, he came out and, and, again, kind of a, a cooling a hot offense and came out there in four pitches getting the strikeout to, to seal the deal. Yeah, I think we gave him too much time off. Uh, you know, we gave him the whole week off in between Wichita and yeah. – uh, to Lane, uh, I didn't think he was sharp. You know, his first uh, outing of the weekend, and then I mean, he was only four pitches, but it was his stuff was really sharp. Um, you know, in that last moment, and uh, the adrenaline was going. He was really good, Coach. Uh, it was good to see uh, Jacob Starling uh, pick up multiple hits uh, in the in in the series in a couple of games. He made a great play Friday night on a on a diving. Uh, grab there at second base. Uh, but uh, having Starling being productive again is uh, is obviously a, a real uh, boost for this roster. Yeah, he swung it back good at NC State, too, on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, the thing about it is that even when he's not swinging about his, his best, he's still walking a whole lot, in his own base percentage. So um, he's done, over the course of the year, a great job for us. And, you know, the thing about uh, baseball, man, there's ebbs and flows, especially as hitters, and you've got to be able to manage those moments when you're not feeling great and not seeing the ball good. And I actually think he's managed it really well, and he's starting to see the ball better. And he had, uh, you know, some great at-bats in game one of the series and game three of the series, uh, obviously with an opposite field home run. So he uh, he's a really good player, and um, it's just good to see him get hot again. Coach, with uh, JC back, uh, how's he, you know, handling getting back in the swing of things? Uh, you've seen him; he's diving head first. He's good, you know. <laughs> he's a hundred. He's a hundred percent. So uh, he's uh, done a really good job, um, just getting his body back to where it needs to be. I uh, actually probably came back quicker than I anticipated, but he's a tough kid, and um, we're glad to have him back. He really gives you a lot of energy, doesn't he? He does. He does. He's a uh, 
um, a fun person to be around. He's super competitive, and um, it's very unique qualities that he can be super competitive and still have a great personality and know when to lock in and, you know, when he can, you know, have some personality and, and make people laugh. So uh, definitely a fun guy to coach. Hey, Coach, uh, as far as Trey is savage, what update can you give uh, Pirate fans today? I know everybody, you know, is freaking out, um, but he's fine. He, uh, we just need to get some time off. He's a tough kid. The thing about Trey, which is a little bit unique at this day and age, is, uh, um, you know, he probably pitched through some soreness, uh, stiffness when he didn't sell us because he just wants the ball, um, which is not necessarily the smartest thing to do, but I do appreciate that. Um, and, you know, we just need to give him a week off. We probably should have done it a week early, in, a week earlier in hindsight, but, he played catch on Saturday and Sunday, and he's feeling better. So um, we're, we're going to take it slow with him because we want him to be at 100% whenever he comes back. Yeah, we, we've talked about him, and uh, he, his desire, and everybody's desire is to play baseball as long as they can and at the next level. But he, he's done a lot of things to uh, start to build towards a, a stellar pirate career, but also towards a future in the game, hasn't he? He sure has, and I will never, you know, put someone's health at risk um, that, uh, you know, has a long career in front of them for sure. Um, and, and I told Trey this when, you know, he's got, you know, we needed to sit him down. I said, hey, look, I hope you know this, but your health is way more important than us winning a baseball game. And um, that's the way I've always done it. Um, Zach Agnos last year, game two of the – or, yeah, game two of the Super Regional, uh, he pitched the – the ninth and uh or the eighth and you know i asked him how he felt and he said uh not great and then we tied it up in the ninth and that's why we didn't run him back out there because he didn't feel great and um i will never put anybody's health at risk in that situation coach cliff godwin is uh with us uh here uh unc on wednesday that'll be the resumption uh of that uh series that uh, was originally being played back in february uh, so the uh, Pirates and the Tar Heels uh, will face one another. Two really good games, Coach, uh, games where the Pirates had to come back, uh, but uh, two really thrilling Pirate victories earlier in the year, and the Tar Heels are a hungry team right now uh, coming off a, a series in which they took uh, two or three, and they've got Campbell on Tuesday. So uh, they're, uh, they're playing a, a, a tough back end of their schedule, uh, but it's always exciting and uh, expect a big environment with great weather, thankfully, for the uh, Tar Heels and Pirates Wednesday. Yeah, we're excited to get them back in here. You know, the game's at 5 o'clock. Uh, we're in the middle of exams, and um, I think it's their reading day. So we, we went an hour earlier just to help everybody out with those situations. Uh, but I, I know Pirate Nation will be have this place packed, which will be awesome. Another great environment for our guys to play in front of um, and playing a really quality opponent. So we're excited about it. And another familiar opponent next weekend with Cincinnati, Coach, a team you've already played this year, that uh, quirk in the American schedule where uh, teams play uh, a designated opponent uh, in two series. And uh, it's never easy in Cincinnati, is it? Never easy. They're, they're better at home than they are on the road. They always have been. And, uh, you know, you guys saw it, but they can be really, really offensive. So we'll have our hands full, but we'll be excited to, to get to that moment when we get there. Coach, a lot of people are uh, looking forward to summertime activities and camps for their uh, for their young uh, pirates, and uh, the Cliff Godwin Youth Camps are, are going to be getting uh, registration up there online now. Could you tell us a little about those? 
yeah, we love having the youth here and get an opportunity for your young men to come out here and, uh, you know, hang out with our guys, our players, our players, our, our coaches. And we have, you know, some of the other area coaches help out as well because we have so many. But uh, I had a text message the, uh, yesterday about, you know, Lane Hoover was their son's, uh, you know, coach and how <laughs> Hoover is their favorite player. So yeah. it's really neat stuff. Uh, all the dates, all the camps for the youth camps are up at com. So get them signed up and we'd love to have them here. Cliff Godwin, baseballcamp.com. We'll continue to uh, promote that uh, as well. Uh, it's it's a great amount of fun for uh, the young people in uh, Greenville and in Pirate Nation uh, to go to those uh, camps. Uh, last thing, Coach, and uh, you know, I, I know you're busy with the season, right? But uh, you know, it was announced uh, last week that it, it appears that there's going to be a Coastal Plain League team coming to Greenville starting in 2024, so uh, next summer. Uh, that's, that's, I think big for, uh, the coastal plain league. That's big for Greenville and, and could be big for some pirates to kind of stay close to home and, and play summer baseball at a pretty high level. Yeah. You know, the coastal plain league is a really good summer league. We send guys to that league every year. I actually played for the Wilson Tobbs, um, when I was in college. So it's a very unique experience. Um, it will be beneficial to us, um, that, you know, Maybe some guys can stay here and take some summer classes and still play. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, for guys that we need to. So we're really excited. I think it'd be great for the community um, to see some quality college baseball in the summer when East Carolina's not playing. Coach, a couple other things, and we always appreciate your time. But Gavin Williams getting uh, promoted to AAA Columbus and uh, had a heck of a uh, heck of a run with the uh, Clippers in his first AAA start. Shut out baseball there. He's pitched great this year. Uh, Bryson Worrell getting promoted to double-A in the Atlanta system, and then uh, Burley uh, hitting a big home run in San Francisco last week to tie uh, the game at the time with the uh, Giants for for the Cardinals on their West Coast swing. So it's always great to see uh, ECU baseball alums uh, that are playing professionally uh, have the success they're having. It sure is. Uh, it, it, you know, it makes my heart warm when those guys are having success. It's not easy um, to – uh, have success at that level, um, especially not consistently. And, um, you know, Burley um, is doing a great job. Norby's doing a great job. Yeah. Gavin's doing a great job. Um, I'm super excited to see Bryson get called at the double A because he was basically hanging out at the complex playing uh, down in Florida. And uh, we had text back and forth. And he said he'd been playing really well. Um, but, you know, a roster spot has to open up somewhere. And for him to go to straight double A is awesome. Yeah, Bryson Worrell, what a what a year he had last year. What a career he had. And, and it's uh, one of those true kind of Eastern North Carolina guys. Uh, always exciting to see a Pirate do it before a guy from the East. That's close to Coach G and my heart. We're Eastern North Carolina guys. <laughs> so we like it when our homeboys uh, get, get some good things uh, going their way. Hey, Coach, great to talk to you. We look forward to seeing you midweek. And uh, uh, best of luck against the Tar Heels and this week. Oh, thanks, Patrick. Appreciate it, buddy. That's been Inside the ECU Clubhouse with ECU head coach Cliff Godwin here on The Patrick Johnson Show. This is about you, your family, and the health of all who live in Eastern North Carolina. This is about the transformation of a health system into something more powerful and more human, about creating new ways to treat disease and keep you well. This is about ECU health, which is to say, it's really all about you. 
ECU Health. Minds. Hearts. Purpose. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. As a part of Aerosmith's Peace Out Farewell Tour, uh, they're going to be coming to Raleigh this fall, Cookie. September 24th at the PNC Arena. It is uh, not goodbye. It's peace out. It's peace Uh, out, not uh, goodbye. Tickets go on sale to the general public, which you and I are, Cookie, at 10 on uh, Friday morning. It's a Sunday. (coughs) Excuse me. So that is good. That's a good deal. So I probably, because it's the last go-around for Aerosmith and it would be all be original members, I may I may go to this. I might break my rule of no concerts because of the large crowds of people. You should. I'm jealous. I want to go. You ought to go, Cookie. I should go, yeah. Clark, I also, uh, we, we got to talk about our Comic-Con plan because my wife was telling me about it this weekend. Oh, I love Comic-Con. Well, we'll call it Galaxy Con for what it is. Okay. But we'll be on, we'll, we'll have coverage? Oh, yeah. Okay. Good. It's good when you do it for a couple of years and get a network base going. I understand. All right. All right. So, hey, these are all the exciting things that you have to look forward to. Hey, uh, now that we have a bigger staff on the Patrick Johnson Show. All right. Uh, thanks to Clark. Thanks to Cookie. And uh, thanks to Cliff Godwin for being with us today. Coach O, Gary Overton will be our guest tomorrow on the Patrick Johnson Show. So we hope you'll join us uh, on 94.3 The Game, also on the uh, new IBX Media app. Uh, You can download that for free, Apple Store and Google Play for your smartphone. Watch video there and listen to uh, all of our shows live or on archive. Uh, We'll see you in the morning on Talk of the Town and back here at 5 tomorrow afternoon on the PJ Show. Have a great evening, everybody.